0: Welcome back. It's already episode six of the LB Performance Podcast. Time truly does fly when you're having fun. It's me, your host, Lawrence Bourne. Welcome back to another episode if you've listened to the last few. And indeed, if this is your first episode, welcome to all. On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Shauna Ahern, who is known as a self-love coach. She has an Instagram page which you can get in touch with called Love, Light, Happiness. Shauna is a spiritual life coach, She's a self-love and yoga teacher, and she also specializes in physical and mental health and well-being. In today's episode, Shauna and I speak about her journey, how she got to where she is now, both in a career position and her mental state. We also discuss mental health practices that we have obligingly, or maybe not have yet, tried to develop in the course of these unprecedented times during the COVID-19 pandemic. Shauna and I also discuss our own issues when it comes to mental health and well-being, how we have helped ourselves develop along the way, and hopefully you might learn something about yourself in listening to that. And lastly, as always, we finish up with the listeners' questions. I met Shauna a number of years ago when I was working with her as part of my current job. And when I knew Shauna then, I knew that she was an extremely busy woman with a relatively tight schedule, but throughout her busy schedule, she always made time for a conversation with people, and she always had a smile on her face and a great positive attitude. It's great to see the position that Shauna is in now, and I'm really hoping that you, the listeners, can take away even one message away from today's episode. If that's the case, Shauna and I would have done our jobs correctly. Without further ado, here is the woman herself. Enjoy the episode, and as always, I will chat to you guys on the other side. Hello, Shauna. Welcome to the LB Performance Podcast. How are you getting on? I'm really
1: good. Thank you
0: for having me. <laughs> no problem. Looking, I'm looking forward to today's chat. I was talking to a couple of my mates before this, and they were saying, uh, "Oh, I see you have a someone coming on to talk about mental health. It's a bit of a change as opposed to all the sports people you've had on recently." It did it did strike with me that there's a lot of people who do enjoy listening to those sports podcasts, but especially now with everything going on with. COVID, uncertainty with jobs and everything else, a lot of people's mental health and wellbeing is definitely being affected. I suppose on that note, where did you start to get into where you are now?
1: To get to where I am now, I, it was like a long rollercoaster <laughs> of a journey. I was like a bit wild when I was younger. I was always up to mischief and all so I was a bit wild and free and I set off on like a journey then when I was 20 I travelled to Australia and while I was there it opened my mind to like new things and I kind of stopped being that wild party girl. So when I was over in Australia, it was a total different life. And I went with a friend, but she left after three months and I stayed on my own. Even though I didn't even realise that I've always been like very content with doing stuff like that. From there... I feel like there was a lot of shift going on. Like I knew there was more to life than going out with your friends, getting drunk, going out to nightclubs and just walking in your local shop. Because that was all my life really was before I went there. When she left, I went and lived on like an island and that was just mind blowing. And I met so many new people from all different countries and lived with them. It was amazing. And it really like helped me grow up, you know. I was always in the water, I was always doing something like surfing, you know, snorkelling, all them things bring you more, I feel like, more grounded or centred or appreciative of the simple things in life, like beach, water, you know, it's all around us all the time, but Mm. I would have never taken any appreciation for it before. From Australia, I stayed there for like three years. I did have a bit of a wild time as well over there. Then when I met up with like Dublin and Irish people and I kind of fell back into where I was here. Before I actually left Australia, I started to like get personal training and I was starting to realise that I'm not happy doing this anymore. Like I'm not happy like being with the wrong person and going out and abusing my body as in partying, drinking, Mm -hmm. staying up and all that stuff so then I started doing a little bit of training when I came home then I was fine for a while but I went really bad into that scene like I was out all the time I was living in my dad's my mum's house was there but there was no bedroom or anything for me so my dad had a spare room there so I stayed with him at the end of all the madness and all I was getting sacked out of like done stores (laughs) and all you know I really went wild and crazy and didn't really care about anything I didn't care that I wasn't going into work I didn't care that like people were worried about me I didn't care that I was out staying up late and partying it brought me to like a really really low place and obviously, like, I suffered bad with my thoughts, my me mental health. And my dad actually was like to me, mum, I can't manage her anymore. Like now, all because he was worried about me and he tried to help me. But he just obviously, it just wasn't sinking in. So my mum got me then in touch with this woman. She's a life coach. I call her like my fairy godmother. And she introduced me to... The likes of self-love, journaling, affirmations, all meditation, hypnosis. Even when I look back to who I was that day, like, it's so scary. Like, it's really scary. I was just so broken, like, you know, a really broken, broken little girl, I feel like I was. Like, looking back now. So that was really challenging time. Betty... Who just actually recently passed away, She took me under our wing, like, and oh, I just love her so much wherever, like I do feel like sometimes that I probably would have been dead, like mm. <laughs> because I was just so unstable, and um, sorry. <laughs>
0: take your time there's no problem honestly it's okay you're like we're we're all allowed to have our emotions so take your time yeah she just really helped
1: me and showed me like she gave me the hand that I needed that like nobody else could you know there was something about her I knew from that day that I was gonna change my life she's actually a very very high professional woman and she gifted me like all my sessions for free she gave me that That's what really made me believe that, you know, this doesn't happen to just anybody. This is your chance to get away from this, you know. And from then, she literally seen me every week, everything she told me to do, (laughs) like I don't, you know. And she always used to say that to me. I'm not doing the work you are. Like, you know, you're getting yourself out of this. I'm not. I always was like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) 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 Like, okay, I know it's the material and all, Betty, but no. (laughs) Without you, I would not be doing this. From there, I went to college. Like, I never believed that I could ever. Like, people like me just didn't go to college, you know?
0: What did you do in college again?
1: I actually done it in Core sports, coaching and management. And then obviously from that, I went and done a degree down in Blanche. I done the sports coaching and management there, but the higher level, yeah, nothing could stop me. And I done my journaling every day, my mm. me meditation every day, <laughs> changed me whole life. Obviously, I needed so much support because I went to see her every week for like, I think about five or six months. And she's been in my life ever since. Listen to this. She offered me a place on the first NLP course. So that's in, it's in the Radisson Blue Hotel in a gorgeous room. And that's where I trained up and learned about life coaching and NLP. But it was all just for me to grow. It it wasn't to work or anything I never thought I'd be able to do coach someone (laughs) Um, that was like over six months and it was one weekend a month so I was implementing what I was learning for that month and then I was coming back while I was still in college and then she offered me again on our master's Them courses they're like so expensive like I think they're around three thousand probably more I just was like why is she doing this why and she always just told me like you are natural, you're you're special, but I never, ever believed that. I was after finding this woman, like, who believed in me and who was willing to give me these things because I hadn't no money or anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I couldn't even hold down a job in done stores. <laughs> I just, it was mind-blowing because I just couldn't believe that this was after happening. So that's kind of how, like, I really got into self-love and all that but it was more just for myself and I really stuck to it so anyone who suffers with anything like mental health even alcohol drugs whatever it's all about consistency do you know what I mean Mm. and having like support once I met her I was just flying and then I done my degree And I done so many other things in between that, like even the likes of the swimming teachers, the lifeguard, like all them were all little mini courses that got me to where I am today. But it was definitely all for me. I wasn't doing it to get a job out of it. It was my journey. That's
0: that's one thing I actually love hearing about people in general, but specifically about your story. I'm a massive believer of um, you have to make sure that you're in a good place first before you can help others. That's what I stand by, you know, that I need to be able to be selfish to the point where you're looking after yourself, both mentally, physically, that you can then if someone else is having a bad time, that you can actually go help them as well. The Shauna of before, to the Shauna that is now. So are you, would you be an, an overthinker? Would you have anxiety?
1: Not now. Like the odd time, I might have a bit of anxiety, especially now I would. But I think the whole world does at the moment.
0: <laughs> how would you dealt with that?
1: So how do I deal with that? Like mainly I just become aware of what is anxiety to me? Where do I feel it? And then like, what am I thinking about? Do you know what I mean? Because usually anxiety is If we're thinking into the future, like which we can't do anything if we're in the now, you know. So it's always what I would do would just bring myself back, well, Chana, that's not happening now. So let's try and let go. And obviously, because of where I'm at now with my mind, I can manage to do that. It doesn't take long for me to get. Back into the moment and be okay, we're, all right. I can't focus on that because I'm not there yet. You know, so yeah. I'd kind of always just implement that in my mind. So it's just natural then. And that's happened from when I would have been bad. Like I every time, every minute that I would feel that coming on, I'd be like, you're not there. You're not there. So I was being my own mental coach or whatever.
0: Consistency sounds like it was the key in that. In that, like you were yeah. able to just keep telling yourself once you started to learn these processes.
1: Being aware of what you're thinking about. Do you know what I mean?
0: Being in the moment as opposed to thinking what's happened before or what's happened afterwards. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where anxiety usually is based. It's based because you're thinking about something in the future or you're worrying about something that hasn't happened yet which is out of your control anyway. Do you know what I mean? So what's the point of worrying? So this is where I would have learned all them kind of tools and then beliefs. And then I just start to believe in myself. Like, yeah, I can't actually control something that's in the future. Do you know what I mean? I have to just allow it to happen. And if it happens, then I can deal with it then, you know, in whatever way that I'm able to. Now, I know that that's probably not as easy for some people because it is easy to say that. If someone's feeling anxious, obviously there is loads of techniques that you can do. Breathing or meditation as well can shift them moments for people. But for me, I generally would use my own inner voice. You're not there, that's not where you are right now. Be in the present moment. And
0: I like that point that you made about essentially that it's, it's very individualized. Listening to your story, it may not work for someone else, but it's great mm. to know that you found a way of making it work for you. For example, yeah. for me then as well, what I what typically helps me mentally, and actually it, it was listening to another podcast that really summed this up perfectly for me. And yeah. it's beca- <laughs> he's become a yeah. recent inspiration of mine. It's Matthew McConaughey, you know, the actor. He was speaking about when he breaks a sweat in the day. So for me, that'll be uh, a workout, for example, getting a workout done, going out for a run, whatever have you. It takes that feeling of, say, for example, you're at home, you're working from home, you have all these stresses building up in your shoulders. You break a bit of sweat. For me, that works. And as soon as you finish that workout, or you finish that run, any means of kind of that physical exertion, everything just seems to be laid out in front of you. Like it feels like a checklist then that if you could just jump over those blocks, that's that done. Then those blocks, then that's done. I love that symbolism. But then when he described it like that, it made absolutely perfect sense for someone who may not have the use of their inner voice as you do, or maybe the use of workouts like it works for me, what other kind of methods would you recommend someone would use to maybe help with a bit of anxiety or center themselves a bit to make more sense of situations?
1: Obviously, I'm not a total expert on it. Like if a client came into me and said they were suffering with anxiety or they were not able to control their thoughts like I give them the simplest tilt I would tell them when you wake up in the morning I want you to be there when you're brushing your teeth so literally feel the toothbrush on your teeth like stuff like that like holding your cup And really feeling the sensation because that brings you back into the now. There, are all your senses, your eyes, your ears, hearing, just being in the moment. One of the women that I work with, who I gave that toothbrush to, to, like she, that changed her life, you know, because in the morning she caught her thoughts and she didn't let them take her. And I feel like if you wake up in the morning and you have a little routine of something that's physical, even what you were saying, like the running or walking, like all them things are so powerful. Like, and I would have went mad into like sports and fitness as well, because that's obviously what helped me physically as well, you know, physically strong, mentally strong, anything like that. But then obviously meditation is great if you can. Up, just be the observer rather than getting lost in your thoughts or lost, you know in a I would call it a movie that's not real hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah, I like that actually I never thought about it that way before so like just observe them like we don't have to get rid of them that's basically what we do with meditation we're just observing them anything we think about probably most of the time it's not real
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thought because I'm like, and I'll full disclosure uh, for anyone who was listening to this, I would suffer a good bit with anxiety, overthinking, um, I'm an absolute, uh, I'm a horror show for it.
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: yeah, uh, I've always been like that. And I said, the one thing that I realized that COVID has done is allowed people to obligingly look after themselves and find ways of coping to different situations. And what you said there, then about meditation and mindfulness, is one thing that I've tried to do a bit more of recently. The meditation and mindfulness is great because one of the key or one of the cues that I use while I'm in that moment of meditation or mindfulness is when you're, when you're centering yourself by breathing, you're acknowledging that thought that pops into your head, the hypothetical movie, as you call it, which is absolutely brilliant. You take notice of that. And then you just center yourself back to your breathing. So it's, it's, it's not like you're, it's not like you're trying to run away from your problem. It's just that, no, Thought is there, I'm recognising you, but I'm currently here, so let me just be in the moment. And that's a really good point that you brought up.
1: As well, if you're aware of a thought, it's not controlling. We are, let's say, 70% in control. Because awareness is the first step. If you're aware that you have negative thoughts and they're bringing you down, then that's huge, you know. But it's just how do we respond to them or what else do we use so we can respond to them better and see them as just thoughts and not get carried away and allow them to bring us on a journey because your mind will rob you from the goodness of life if you allow it. We're human beings, we're
0: made up that way. For me, the one thing that I would really, really encourage people to do is just explore within themselves how to center yourself in many, many different situations to find what works for you as the most important tool and to make, to make it individual, individual to yourself. On that note though, have you actually worked with anyone in the last number of months since COVID has obviously kicked off that has had a hard time with reduced contact with other people? me
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's convenient
1: <laughs> yeah me but, how, how have you um, dealt with that as i was telling you earlier the first lockdown because i lived such a busy life i was in college i was walking five days uh not five days when i was in college but four i'd say um and i was cycling to from into town back to Blanchard Town from college some mornings I'd be going cycling over to Dun and everything and so I lived such a busy life and I was in contact with people in college I was in contact with people on my yoga teacher training walk. I went into like a really I don't even like calling it depression because I just feel like there's a lot of labels on things. But I went into a really low place within myself. It was just, it was scary. And how did I deal with that? By dealing with that, I had to live where I was living. <laughs> because I was blaming everybody around me. I was like, no, this is like I was saying to Ian, the only thing that's changed in my life is you, but like not bringing into the world and where I'm living. When like it wasn't where I was living, that was the only thing that changed. Like I had no war. I had no human contact, I had no self love Sundays, what I love to do and deliver and have a group of women in a room like putting full power energy into the world of love and joy and lightness and all of that was gone, everything had changed but I had to leave here and go back and go and stay with my dad for like two and a half, three weeks and just have no social media and nothing like that I really had to see and reflect on what was happening what was after happening you know and take responsibility when people are in situations we might not necessarily see it as what it is so sometimes it's good to leave a situation so you can actually say okay well there's actually a lot that's changed here I had to go be with my family Like I had to I needed to see them I needed to be around people who I knew And people who loved me Because I was just that low So that's what I done I done what I needed to do Like regardless of what rules are in place And how that was And I did I took time out And I done loads of meditations and healings And stuff that were just online Because I feel like that me mind was just totally dark it was there was no light in there I done some things on zoom and stuff like that that I participated in and things that I had saved from courses and that you know videos and that and that really did help me get back to like a nice space of connection then being around me dad being with my sisters all that stuff like helped me In that time, now I know some people probably wouldn't do that or can't do that. I just had to listen to what I needed, you know.
0: Again, if it works for you It worked for you Did you do many Zoom quizzes In your time While we were in lockdown? There's, I'm sure there's a lot of people now Just listening to this It's like, oh Don't mention The f***ing Zoom quizzes <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know Because the family things Now, no We actually The only thing we do done My granddad turned 76 So we We had like a birthday That was really it. Like I'd pop over And see me nanny and granddad Out the backyard And stuff like that Especially Like the first one I think everyone was really Really strict that nobody was doing anything
0: Like where, where I'm living as well There tends to be a few uh, Let's let's say a few youngsters Kind of floating around the area You know Doing whatever they're doing And like that There was no one out In the first lockdown Now yeah. A bit more relaxed now In this third lockdown But uh, yeah. I mean, like that A lot of people have uh, adapted And a lot of people That I've spoken to Both personally Between my own social circle My family and my friends Have all adapted to the situation Whether that would be physically Working from home having a home gym, having all these different mental health practices in place. But then with that, one of the big things that you mentioned was routine. And routine for me personally is absolutely huge. I'm one of these creatures of habit. There it is. I'm one of these creatures of habit where I need to have a little bit of structure and routine in place to be sane, to be mentally sane for the week, whether that would be balancing out college work, Maybe doing this podcast, doing a bit of mindfulness, maybe a couple of times a week. Do you have a routine set up for yourself that you would kind of follow each day or are you a bit more laid back and just take things as they come? This only recently changed because,
1: and I feel like that time I was so into a routine in the first lockdown because my life was boom, boom, boom. There was no time (laughs) <laughs> to do anything that wasn't on the routine or the plan I've learned because I've obviously been doing courses and stuff now um around finding more about like masculine and feminine energies and that and your like structure and all that planning and everything is real masculine it's our masculine energy like and we should have you know a balance of masculine and feminine because feminine is a bit more going, like like whatever Yeah, we wake up and just do this and this. Obviously that happened to me. And when when I did go to that low place, I was like, okay, what can I implement here? So I did start totally... Like, I can't do this anymore. I knew I needed to put in a routine. Then I I was doing that and it got me out of it. But I also then started to learn about getting myself better. And I was able to then enjoy going for a run, going for a walk, doing all that. I am more going with the flow. I feel like for years and years, I was just so structured, so much in the routine, and when I lost that, it brought me down into <laughs> a really dark place. Like, yeah. so I was like, I want to be able to manage if I don't have a routine. Like, there's going to be times in your life where
0: you're not going to be able to have a routine. I love that point, actually. Yeah, it definitely challenges my own thinking in the sense of, in the times, like you said, in the times that you don't have a routine or you can't have a routine. Do uh... <laughs> you
1: have a child? Do you not feel like that it's hard to have a routine?
0: I honestly, I I am a massive believer. In a child having a routine, the way kids in society these days are kind of raised is through an element of routine where they wake up at this time in the morning, they go to school, they come back from school, they might do homework depending on the age, they might eat food at this particular time, they have a treat at this particular time, they might go out to do an activity at this particular time. This is not just for kids, is what I've learned. It's for kids and adults because adults would have done the exact same thing with the exception of school. They would have gone to work, they would have had their lunch times, they would have come back to responsibilities that they may have at home or. Hobbies, whatever have you. And then for COVID, just to strip that away and just say, nope, you are at home and you do not know what you're doing for God knows how long. The first two weeks, and I remember this so vividly was because I felt like I was going into an element, like going down a dark hole basically is the best way to describe it because I didn't, I didn't have routine. I didn't have structure. But the one thing I actually regret now talking to you about this is not having challenged myself to try and be a little bit more laid back. But the reality is And I'll be perfectly honest again I have no idea how to Um, (laughs) Really? My whole life has been based on Kind of, you know, routine Between being raised by my parents And that's, you know Whatever way your family dynamic works For me Yeah, exactly Between family, society It's just a mixture of all that put together Definitely makes you live a particular way And then when Mm -hmm. you do something Against that grain It's very, very mentally challenging For me, personally so yeah, it's kind of, it's funny how you mentioned that now, I have to say. Yeah. It's very, very, it's very you should
1: funny. Now your new goal is to step into your feminine energy.
0: <laughs> For Our anyone that goal. knows me personally, I'm not, I'm not short of feminine energy.
1: Let <laughs> <laughs> no, your wild side, so do.
0: That's it. Yeah, absolutely. What are you doing at the moment then when it comes to working with the people who you're working with? What's, uh, what does your typical week look like now well, with COVID going on?
1: So with COVID going on, our building is allowed to stay open now this time because it, we have psychotherapists, counsellors, and we deal with people with mental health. So the building is allowed open. Where is your building? To work to work. Street.
0: Brilliant. Okay, So Yeah, so
1: in Dublin too. Yeah, it's lovely. I actually only... Oh, went and put in for that room and actually took that step when I came around do you know what I mean and this the first lockdown opened I that because that really taught me something like because see the way you'd know as well from working in the gym and because I was so focused and I was in college and I was doing this 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 and this and That lockdown took me to the ground and I was like, I will never (laughs) not understand somebody who tells me they can't go to the gym. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I used to think in Markovic when I walked here, how are these clients coming in and saying like, they can't go to the gym? How can you not go to the gym? (laughs) Because I was so used to just living full on structure and it really took me to the ground I learned so much from it when people say they can't go to work or they can't because they physically and mentally can't that's true you know Mm. and that's something to be so aware of
0: and I feel like I had to learn that lesson for a reason you know for you what would you say to someone say who was working from home obviously living at home, what would you recommend doing to try and separate those two, even though you're still in the same location? I'd say
1: that is very challenging. And I feel like because I'm a real, like, I have to experience things to really understand them, you know, I would recommend like getting outside as much as you can, even if it is just around your block or your local park, because I do have close friends who are living like that and they are finding it very challenging some of them live on their own we ring each other I send them voice notes just to check in with people who make them happy and send love and light you know there's enough darkness in the world so let's focus on the good things there's something good on its way from this and I feel like If you're in your house, on your computer all day long, just try and get out because that might be your life of that day. Again, definitely recommend doing a few minutes of meditation in the mornings, in the evenings. Trust that this is the way the world is meant to be right now. It's out of our control. I just think just enjoy what you can, even if you are fed up living that life. Now, I don't personally have that experience so I'm talking from an observer or a listener from friends and stuff.
0: That's just as valuable though, I feel as well in your position, because you can definitely learn from people's experiences and help other people who may be in this in a similar boat to your friends. So I think that's extremely valuable advice. And I definitely encourage mm-hmm. more men to speak about mental health as well, because that's a social stigma. that's It's slowly being welcomed into society that, you know, men should speak more about their feelings. And there's a lot of men in relationships who I know personally that are very against the idea of speaking to someone about how they actually truly feel in the moment. Even for me to have you on here and talk to you about how I feel about particular situations and then to go and publish it for, well, hopefully many people to listen to is...
1: <laughs> <laughs> thousands and thousands and t-
0: Here is hoping. Um, <laughs> it's that's the one thing I want a lot of people to understand from this episode is that it's okay to talk to people. It's okay to talk to someone. You know, From my own point of view, I would welcome any one of my friends, or even if they're not a friend, even if they just know me, whether it be white work or um, a colleague of mine, to approach someone that you know and talk to someone and say, it's okay to talk. How are you really? How are things in your life? Um, not to say that you're, you're seeking the gossip or you're seeking the negatives in their life, but just to say, if there's anything wrong, I'm open to listen. And that's the big, big thing. And even, even if you're not having that face-to-face interaction, the beauty of technology is that you yeah. can just message someone, and that they're just there over the over the phone, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, exactly. It could be worse. We could not have technology. I don't like the badness of people thinking that this is such a bad thing and not in a way that I'm oblivious to what's going on it's in a way that if I'm thinking that this is never going to be over and the world and the government and everybody is out to get us and lock us in our houses and mentally torture us Mm. like if that's a belief I have I am going to be filled with fear and unhappy and anger, which we have choice in what we believe and I would rather choose to believe that this is the way it is for now everything comes to an end regardless good or bad what did it teach me what did I learn from it because all of us have learned so much from this I'm sure you have yourself as well as a family and stuff like living Mm. not being in work and connecting with your family and your partners and your children like all that is Joyful, regardless of how
0: hard it is. <laughs> I'm, I'll definitely find it very hard now to go back to work full time. within the office, just because for for me, I I thrive in family. Personally, that was my that was my dynamic kind of growing up as well. And there was a lot of people who'll be listening to this that will feel the same way too. And even if you don't, that's okay. You know, you still have people yeah. in your life who still matter to you that you want to have as part of your life that you're gonna miss having those, those, maybe those Wednesday morning walks in the park that you couldn't, that you can't do anymore because you have to back and work full time. Or, you know, you might be able to do like, say like a morning exercise class at 10, 11 (laughs) AM while you're meant to be working on the laptop at home that you can't do anymore because you're in the office. So there's all these little small things that I really feel like people would appreciate after COVID is over. But as you said, the key is to be in the moment, to be present, to use your senses, to actually not think about the hypotheticals of the movie, as you said, but to just think about what you're doing in the present moment, center yourself and then just live, live in the moment, whether you want to be more laid back or have a routine completely up to you, what works Mm -hmm. for you, I suppose.
1: Obviously, I'm just living this way because that's me at where I am right now. I wouldn't like recommend that to people. I do think most people should have a routine. I lived the routine for I feel like so long and when it was taken from me you know so I'm not saying that I don't recommend that no I understand of
0: course Of yeah. course I do but for someone who's interested in starting mindfulness or meditation as a beginner, what would you recommend doing when it comes to meditation and mindfulness?
1: Well, I definitely recommend doing a guided meditation because that's usually where people would start. And, and I always do a body scan because that can go from beginner to
0: experience. And what is a body scan exactly?
1: It's just where we focus on the muscles in our forehead and allow them, inviting them to relax and soften around the eyes, the cheeks, you know, so you, you're aware of your body like how many times are we aware of our body and how many times do you take time out of your day to actually appreciate that and be with your forehead and your eyes and your jaw your, you know what I mean I know it sounds silly but no
0: you're 100% right I would have had experience good. with it as well and I can I can vouch that it definitely worked for me personally
1: yeah so I would recommend mindfulness as well I just think when you're making your dinner make your dinner <laughs> Don't be in that movie or whatever thoughts that you're in. Make your dinner. Like that's mindfulness to me. Brush your teeth and be there when you're brushing your teeth. When you're playing with your kids, be there with them when you're doing homeschool and be there. Even if we fall out with that, because I know it's hard to concentrate and be mindful. Like I'm not mindful every single minute of the day. The more you do it, the more you become aware. And then you're like, oh. I'm meant to be in, in another planet too.
0: It's a wonderful feeling to have that experience coming out of it um, and acknowledging that you actually were in a different headspace. I've done many uh, mindfulness routine through, you know, as you said, you hop onto YouTube, you can type in a 10-minute mind, mindfulness, 5-minute yes. mindfulness, 2-minute mindfulness. And for me personally, it definitely helps. But again, to make it individual to you.
1: You start off small. If you connect with the right person, like the voice, what they're saying then you will you'll be able to stay there for longer do you know what I mean so always find that. like there's so much as you said there's such a variety there's bound to be something for everyone to connect with in the whole world go out and find that and then use that and it doesn't matter if you're doing the exact same one every single day every second day or whatever it is just once you're doing it and you're getting the benefits from it because there's so much benefit from doing it and it does bring you to a happier life living a happier life because you can be in them happy moments you can be with them sad moments do you know what I mean without blocking them off and shutting them down and thinking that they're wrong you're just more aware of what's going on with you with yourself which is so enjoyable when you can understand your own emotions and how you're feeling and what's going on or the joy that you feel when you're with your husband or making your dinner or whatever these things are. Because we might not necessarily know how they make us feel because we're just always on autopilot. Another tip that was really good, like I love reflection. Now you can deal with every night. On my journal, like I would reflect. Reflection is so good because we can really reflect on who we were that day and acknowledge the good things, the bad things, and then create a better reality tomorrow.
0: I've started to do that recently, actually. I I just bought like a, a calendar diary for this year. Every night then before bed, I'll usually have a section where I say thankful for, and then just do three things I was thankful for that particular day. Just to end on a really good note, just for mentally, just to go into the next day, as you said, in a really positive note that you are thankful for these things. What also plays into it is exactly what you said, the journal to kind of feel like you're emptying your mind, that you're depositing Mm. all your emotions and all your thoughts onto that piece of paper. And also your physical activity to get you tired. There was a bunch of people who I knew that were so physically active, like myself, first couple of weeks into the lockdown, they weren't hitting their 10,000 steps of during work a day, or they weren't going out for their evening class, or they weren't going to the gym. And they went to bed and they were just like, I am not tired. I do not want to go to sleep right now. And as a result, then sleep gets compromised the next day. Then as far as your emotions get compromised, you start thinking, you know, more negative thoughts, suppose the positive ones. And it just rolls into the next day and the next Day and the next day. Everything that you've said so far is absolutely brilliant, Shauna, and I really hope the listeners can take something away from this with all, with the advice that you've given. I know I will, and I want to try and be a bit more laid back. You probably won't hear yeah. from me again, <laughs> 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 but you can be rest assured I will try. To finish up every single episode, I have questions uh, from the listeners. So this week I have two questions. One from a woman called. Uh, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this properly, Mia Oliver. She asked you the question, what initially got you interested in mindfulness and self-love? From my own journey of like not loving myself
1: (laughs) to feeling and finding myself in a place that I finally was content. And I found that like I could love myself. Like I didn't need my parents to love me. I didn't need a fella to love me. Like I could love me and myself, like that just awakening self love is just huge to me because I felt unworthy of love at one point to now being having everything like that I ever could want within me, like like I don't need to be in this house or with Ian or anything to have love. Like so that's th- the reason why I got to this point was my own journey. It was just gone from one extreme to the other Mm -hmm. and when I found out and I'd done all the work and done all them courses and learned all how to think and what to believe and know that I have a choice and know that I could love myself when I found all that information and it was given to me like I just I just wanted everybody to know this because I knew there were so many people were in you know Places where they thought they couldn't say no or you know they didn't value themselves enough or like that they cared what other people think you know what I mean I was just I'm not caring what anybody thinks anymore I'm enough just as I am and from all of that just actually being So content in who I was from always being, feeling unworthy, being a people pleaser, not knowing that I had a choice in some cases, you know. So that's basically how I got into it.
0: The next one I have for you is actually from my own wife, uh, Sarah. (laughs) Um, So she actually asked you the question, um, I know we touched on this, but even if we can go into a bit more detail, that'd be great. How would you go about reducing anxiety during times of unknown now, not to say specifically COVID, but just anything to do with the unknown, what would you recommend doing? Yeah.
1: So if someone is in the unknown, I would question someone who is afraid of the unknown. Like, what are you afraid of? Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. So if you're in an unknown situation or place there's nothing you can do with how it turns out people worry so much about the unknown we have no control over the unknown be okay with that what do you want to know like I always just feel like we know what we know in that moment and that's all if you're anxious about something that in the future that you have no control of it's wasted energy do you know what I mean? Like, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's being in the unknown. Like, so are you anxious now? Or what is it specifically that you are anxious about? Is there specific things that are showing up for you? I would track them. So they're my triggers of when I have anxiety. Are they the same? Are they coming up in similar situations? And when am I in the unknown? and feeling anxious. Let's try and observe that and let's see if, if it's just a trigger. So if something triggers your anxiety, it could be a pattern that we can erase if we are aware of it. you're anxious about your child and going out to play because you don't know what's going to happen to them. So that's living into unknown and that's bringing on your anxiety. We can track that. We can say, find out how many times did something actually go wrong? Because I guarantee it, there's more times that things didn't go wrong, but you were still anxious about it anyway. So let's write down all them things that went right. So let's stop thinking of what can go wrong. What went right every time your child went out to play? How much fun did she have? How much joy was on her face? So that's how we start to change our pattern. If you're worried, the mind will show you images of of why you should be worried but if you're in the unknown and you're thinking of but when she went out the last time everything was fine and she had a great time and she came back and she told this 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 and you know she had so much fun with her friends and the time before that she had even better time give us them images and keep them stories let go of the bad stories that are giving you anxiety and not allowing you to be comfortable in the unknown.
0: That's absolutely super. Know? Jeez, I'm after learning something from that as well. That's absolutely excellent. Thank <laughs> you for that. No, that's it's, it's brilliant advice, actually. So I have a question from me. Self-love Sundays. What's that all about? Your wife would love it.
1: <laughs> but I'm actually trying to get some men to come. So maybe <laughs> when we open it up and you're getting into your feminine energy, <laughs> we'll get to...
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually put me down as one of the first males If you're looking for, for men to do it So I'll, I'll, I'll insist yeah. that I'll go for it
1: <laughs> What it was, was for me to share all the tools And all the teachings that I had learned with groups of women Now it wasn't necessarily based to women But it just turned out that way And I'd gone to yoga, I'd gone travelling and stuff And I'd seen like so much different stuff going on in rooms and I was like wow like I could do this in a yoga setting in a nice room get a group of women I can teach them like of how to love themselves it's obviously more about as what's the positive outcomes I'd be teaching them affirmations journaling all them tools that we use and how to change their perception about things do you know what I mean like and teach spiritual teachings as in, you know, we can not say no. Everybody loves from their own ability. Just really soulful stuff that was just beautiful. Like we'd teach that at the beginning and do worksheets. I'd set out different worksheets for every time i do one. And it might be just questions about how they feel and where they're at. And then I'd give them booklets and all that they could take home to remind themselves of like you know the next time there's triggers coming up how are we going to respond so they'd have like a game plan kind of leaving now I don't know if everybody stuck to that but you know that was like loads of people used to come back over and over again because it was obviously they these teachings they wanted to hear more and more of and we would just then do meditation and yeah, it was just really soft, gentle, lovely space for women, I suppose, to learn about love. So many women look after everybody else. We freely give so much love to everyone else. And it, it literally just to take three hours out of your day on a Sunday and just give that time to yourself.
0: Sean, I have to say, thank you so much. That was really, really enlightening. <laughs> it definitely challenged an awful lot of my thinking in a really positive way. And I'm sure there'll be a a good number of listeners that will take away some examples from this. And thank you for all those examples and thank you for your time. Thanks for having me on and I appreciate it. And that's episode 6 done and dusted folks. Thank you so much for listening if you've come this far again. If you want to get in touch let us know how we're doing. Do use my contact details that my wonderful daughter Aria will provide you next. Also get in touch with Shauna. Let her know how she did for her very first podcast ever. Personally, I think she did an absolutely fantastic job having a basic understanding of mental health and well-being. It was great to learn more about it from talking to Shauna. And I really hope that you, the listeners, can take away at least one lesson from this episode. Her Instagram name again is love underscore light underscore happiness underscore. Do give her a follow, guys. The main purpose of this episode was to openly talk about mental health and well-being to increase awareness, to hopefully enhance your own knowledge when it comes to mental health and well-being practices that you can use to develop that, especially in times that have been quite difficult for a lot of people, including myself. And I'm also going to throw this out there as another option for people. If you're going through a tough time, if you're struggling mentally, my contact details are there in case you want to get in touch. Sometimes it's easier to speak to someone who you may not know personally, but sometimes it also helps to speak to someone that you're very close to. Either way, guys, whoever's listening to this episode, just know that my contact details are there in case you do want to get in touch. I hope you're all keeping well. It's definitely been a very, very tough nearly a year, but ultimately, guys, there is better and brighter things on the horizon. What's important, as Sean has said, is that we live right now in the moment. So if you're listening to this and you're sitting in your seat... Try and feel that seat underneath you. Think about where you are in this current moment. Think about who you're sitting with, whether you're by yourself, you're with your loved ones, you're with your dog or your cat on your couch, whatever have you. Think about where you are right now. Be in the moment and just know, as I said, there's better things on the horizon. Until next week, guys, mind yourselves.
1: If you want to talk to my daddy, go and eat. Email and Instagram. His Instagram is LB Performance, and his email is coach at LB See
0: you in the next episode. Bye-bye!